can't get away from you know the ex i guess the the frustration i have with all the talking heads out there now is we're not really getting to the bottom of this uh you know of this super state um you know the corporate fascist nazi super state with respect to witchcraft which is really the the you know the the, the driver of uh the nazi movement and it was the driver of uh the Western Dark Ages. It's the driver of the Third World. And it is the driver of the super state, which just simply is another word for a dictatorship with the people in squalor and the elites in luxury. Uh, that is the way, of course, the world has always been. And it's been ruled by, even in, in like, if you look at, at uh, Ezekiel 13, you realize that in the same chapter as false prophets, there are the witches that rule over Jerusalem. And the Lord says, you know, I'm not going to always put up with this. You know, I'm not always going to contend with these, you know, the witches, you know, the, 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 the women that sew the armholes and, and who decide uh, that if you want to, uh, you know, be in the society or somebody, you know, in it, say an elite, you have to go through them, right? It actually says you have to come unto them, which means, which is actually a sexual um, phrase uh, translated from the uh, Hebrew, come unto, you know, come unto Abraham, his, you know, uh, siblings, or however, you know, seduction and coming unto this one, coming unto that one. You know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sexual term. And um, uh, later on with the... Uh, 
the Whore of Babylon. We have this uh, sexual imagery that the, 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 the merchants of the world have fornicated with her and have become very wealthy in so doing. You know, your billionaire class, etc. cetera. Um, it was all based on witchcraft, all based on uh, sorcery, witchcraft, the occult. And that's what the, the fornication is. So coming unto them, uh, an act of, of collusion, which may not exactly be completely sexual, but I'm sure that, you know, there's, there's ways of, 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 of pledging one's unity, and usually that will involve some kind of consummation sexually that is required in a ritual that is basically, they would call it initiation, that would then qualify that person to be, say, in government or in, you know, entertainment or, you know, whatever the, the pursuit might be. Um, and the Lord says, you know, I'm not always going to contend with this, with this system, you know, with these women who basically, it, it says in, you know, if, if you just read it really literally, that they basically make the decisions and they decide who's going to be, you know, what souls are going to live that should not live, right? Because they've done abominations under the Lord. Because they make you re re reject the Lord or do abominations in the Lord's sight in order to accomplish your initiation that would get you to the next level of power or wealth or whatever. So there's always an abomination involved, you know? So every initiation is, um, you know, they say, well, you can't say it's a countervail to, um, you know, say the Bible or the Old Testament or whatever, which is a, you know, uh, you know, archaeo, patrio, you know, patri, you know, patreon, you know, um, patriarchal, uh, you know, false religion or whatever, where witchcraft has been there forever before that. Um, you know, time doesn't really matter because there is no such thing as time. So that they, they like to use those terms uh, about what was there before and what was, you know, if it's patriarchal, it's evil. But if it comes from the witchcraft side, if it comes from the goddess or whatever, it's good. And, and you know, it's it's uh, so it's an inversion, I, I suppose, of good and evil. I, I don't really see, you know, we give, um, you know, male attribution and female attribution to things, you know, like trees and sand and the ocean and, you know, la mer and, you know, le, whatever, le garçon, you know, whatever. We give different, you know, le and la to different things, you know, masculine and feminine. <laughs> and the truth of it is, you know, ultimately, you know, God is not, it, you know, to be confused with any gender, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, and uh, God is, you know, obviously multifaceted, containing, you know, male aspects, female aspects, all aspects of person and creator. And, um, you know, and regardless whether you agree with it or not, that's just what is, you know, that's it's just basic truth. I mean, that person is there creating, whether you like it or not. You know, whether I like it or not, it's and, and basically what is created is truth, whether I like it or not, whether you like it or not. You know, there's an earth, there's a sun, whether you like it or not, whether you want to call it a racist earth or racist sun or whatever your, you know, little woke dictators tell you to think because you don't have a mind of your own, obviously, 
So basically you're, you know, I think a lot of the shows try to deprogram, you know, youth that's been, you know, up against um, diseducators, people that don't want you to read books. They want you to be indoctrinated. And I'm not sure that I'm doing a very good job. Um, it's just showing how easy the arguments of pop culture today are so easily refuted, are so pathetic and weak that any idiot could refute them. You know, it's just tried to show how vulnerable setting up an entire society is based on hypocrisy, based on a faulty uh, foundation, you know, based on nothing of the truth, based on contradiction, based on, um, you know, self-hatred, based totally on racism, completely, but based on basically nihilism, i.e. the hatred of the human species as a number one part of, of popular culture. It's the hatred of human ultimately that drives it. And that's the same driver, by the way, that drives all witchcraft. It's a complete hatred of humanity. And, and it's, you know, in, insane hatred, you know, which I, go to, I, I like to call it vengeance hatred. Okay, and the reason it's like that, oh, no, no, people, you know, I've, I've had all kinds of Wiccans and people like that, you know, they, they write long letters, they have they disagree, and how they, <clears throat> they think that um, we're steeped in no education, we don't read, we don't know all the different things that they know, and blah, 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 the ancient tradition and, you know, the whole idea of taking care of the earth and all that, which is a bunch of uh, BS. The whole idea is to destroy the earth, to destroy the planets, the earth, all of it. And um, it is to, to, to uh, bring about conditions that will bring about the destruction of all things. Because, and I'll tell you the, the, the reason why, and this is where the witches, occultists, sorcerers, blah, 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 they're all in denial. But the, the basic energy form for this, you know, for this religion, if you will, which is a kind of a, you know, a, uh, I guess an alt-religion, really, <laughs> you know, reactionary religion, really um, has to be is rooted in self-hatred. And, and basically hatred, it's, it's a fundamental hatred that's not like I hate you and I want to get you because I'm really angry. It's more of a positional, um, you know, non-personal hatred. It's a, it's a uh, cosmic hatred based on uh, you know, a, a vector of power that just is, that's what it is, and that's what's being tapped into. And the hatred is really a vengeance that's ancient, that has had nothing to do with humans, right? It's being tapped into by humans for the control that seek control of other humans, which if that's not witchcraft, I don't know what is. Control of the state, you know, the, the great rise in witchcraft in America, you know, and this and this doing spells against Trump, which really got going. I mean, it was like millions and millions of people of, of witches participating. And we've had, you know, <clears throat> constantly dealing with witches. We had to deal with them on our, at our film shoot, you know, and it was like, <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> I don't know why we, um, I guess that was God testing us, you know what I mean? It, it was... It was really uh, pretty sad, but anyway, bottom line is, um, 
you know, the sad thing is the is the lack of understanding, lack of knowledge, lack of any real knowledge of of, of basic. Uh, well, I suppose if you don't know the person of God, and it's just an abstract idea, and or or you think it's a false idea, then everything that you would assume, since that's false, would be false. So you would believe a, an illusion. And you would be deluded, you know. You could be deluded and do witchcraft spells on Trump, and and they they take credit for getting rid of him, and also overturning the election. So the election was overturned by cheating. So then, okay, witchcraft is in bed with criminality and murder, right? Criminality, illicit wars, murder, Afghanistan, the the, the world the way it is today is a great witchcraft achievement because it was all born of people flooding in and doing all this witchcraft against what was, and now we have this. So this is the achievement of witchcraft, and many take credit for it because they believe the Great Reset can only be brought about through witchcraft. Uh, <clears throat> which is basically a um, fascist superstate of, of elites and, and, and ultra-wealthy with total freedom and life extension, and then the against the backdrop of a world of squalor and poverty, which is wherever witchcraft is, it, it always eventuates in a fall of whatever civilization, but it always eventuates not just in the fall of man again for the umpteen millionth time, but it always eventuates in poverty. So the poverty would be there, and the elites would, would keep the people low by use of sorcery, false prophets, sorcerers, you know, uh, witchcraft spells, and, 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 and everything else. And, of course, you know, the cloak and dagger, assassinations, and all the rest of it that goes with a criminal cabal. Uh, some of the biggest uh, practitioners of Satanism, satanic ritual witchcraft, is, is, would be the cartels. And murder is a very big sacrament. It's bloodletting is a uh, sacred, holy sacrament in that in that world. So you wonder why people get dismembered. Whether you know, it's all part of uh, Satanism, witchcraft, and um, basically, you know, what I would call you know evil. But really, what evil is to me is anti-life. You know, it's it's basically a fundamental need of vengeance against um, all that lives. Uh, the end of my song, Duel, it's a very evil song. And it was put into the programming segment of, uh, you know, and it was basically sung by Satan. Me imitating Satan, whatever. Uh, as a way of programming this girl, this young woman. And uh, it's very... Uh, um, in the very end, there's a la one last piece of the lyric or piece of the puzzle, which says, um, you know, I want to get even with all human life. So there's that vengeance again. And he was talking. Now, I wanted to destroy. I didn't, didn't like the track when I got done. I felt dirty and awful because I did it. And I just felt, you know, ew, you know. And then, of course, it wound up in the film because Larry wanted to use it and felt it was perfect, and it really was perfect with the way it was used. And I guess that was the purpose of it because I don't really play it that much. 
but it's basically saying uh, under your skin and into your soul, right? So it kind of is bringing about the uh, idea of like a mark of the beast or the jabs under your skin and into your soul, right? Digital information that's changing your DNA, i.e. into your soul, under your skin and into your soul. I, I, you know, then say, I want... And then there's other lyrics that say, I want you to expand. In other words, I want... Part of it is to make you a super being, eventually. Let it, let it under your skin and into your soul, and then expand, right? And we all know from, uh, you know, Daniel, uh, was it 242, we all know that uh, iron cannot be mixed with clay. And you would think that they would know this, you know, the people doing the chimeras, the cloning, and the... And all the all the things they're doing, you know, in, in in hidden bases and hidden laboratories. I mean, there's, you know, basically it's a it's a miracle that humans are actually alive right now. You know, based on the plans they have of destroying all humans, which has been given unction by the witchcraft that surrounds them. Whenever, you know, witches deny that they are, you know, a, a death cult or, or, you know, all you have to do is point out the obvious things like I've done. And it refutes every, sing, every single thing they could possibly say is refuted. I mean, they can keep blabbing their, you know, their mouths and they can keep running their mouth and running their, you know, their illogic and their contradictions and their hypocrisy. But who cares after their credibility is blown whether you to listen anymore, Right. I gave up listening a long time ago. You know, when I was a teenager, and I, I remember, you know, it, it, of course, my own mother was steeped in witchcraft and, you know, and, and, and Satanism and, and the whole bit and, and had many different personalities and had many, was a member of all kinds of covens and things. And, you know, they kill people. They, 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 they import, uh, you know, children and you know, molest them. And they, they have, all, you know, they molested us. They, they you know... It's uh, they they were the inventors of playtime. Where now you see it with the, with the you know, the transgenders out there, you know, with their penises flopping out, and and a bunch of kids sitting around for, for transgender storytelling time and all that. That's a copy of the ritual that that has been gone that's gone back for generations, back thousands of years, of where the the mothers who sit on the back row, as you'll notice, right in the library, they're in the back row, and then you have the the. Uh, the, the trannies, which are really men, you know, you have to have, you know, penises and then boys and girls sitting around, you know, in view of, you know, and it's the way that the, 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 the people that are in that bloodline, in that coven, in that group, how they sexualize the children and get them used to that, you know, at a very early age, even as starting early as two or three years old and, um, and, and older. But I mean, with the idea that they're going to be, you know, in polite society, they, you know, children end up servicing adults. And, you know, just look at the appetite that they have. They, they, they traffic a million children a year go missing. Okay. And it was a few years ago about 700,000. But now I think the State Department, if they update it to today, it's more like a million a year. And only 1% are ever, ret- ever survive or ever returned. It's a million a year. And these are all killed. So they kill, you know, basically, and then next year they need another million. And then they need another. Just imagine, three years they need three million. So you wonder, where are these people that are 
snuffing all these children. And that kind of gets you to wonder. So when I start saying everything everywhere all the time, and I start moving the truth community away from this idea that it's compartmentalized, like remember back a few years, let me just refresh your memories, guys. Remember a few years ago when we used to talk about, uh, they'd say, oh, that what's the Bush family? They're do- they have a house up in Colorado and they're doing witch rules there. Or remember the, that those days of like, you know, Stu Webb and all that stuff? Uh, and of course they all, you know, attacked me because I had a whole different story of experience. You know what I mean? I wasn't bullshitting anybody. And now, as you see, I have been completely vindicated in my assessment, in my numbers, in everything I said, you know, so you just got to go, even people that would claim, you know, here's an Illuminati survivor. And they bring out, you know, these various people like, oh, I forget. They bring out people that have been through it. They, they have, they say Fritz Springmeier and these other people. And I kind of looked at their books and look, I've just always had a question mark. You know, I only know about what I know. You know, I guess that's what it comes down to. I can't verify what Fritz Springmeier knew or what, uh, uh, that that John Todd guy knew those John Todd tapes that to me I I, I couldn't they said well what do you think of that I say I don't have an opinion I I can't verify it I have no idea I will go into depth on this I think there's you know I, I will be the subject of a you know a documentary at some point in the future and we'll go you know on a certain subject and some some of this stuff will be brought out because. You know, we have, um, coming from high society, we have people like Paris Hilton coming out with, a, you know, a book or an expose on, you know, having her parents tortured her by putting her, and I know her parents, I mean, I, I knew them, you know, acquaint, acquaintances in high society in L.A., you know, that's all I can say, and they lived in Holby Hills, uh, the Hilton family, but anyway, bottom line, um, they, uh, you know, she was taken to a secret school in, like, Provo, Utah, or whatever. And, you know, it looked like there was some trauma-based mind control, some some trauma-based sexual stuff that happened to her or something. But very light and had nothing to do with this whole system of human trafficking. And you know what I mean? It's like maybe she, she was... And then, and then now we have uh, other people. I think Drew Barrymore now is jumping in. And they're saying something that's just so... You know, because, I mean, Paris Hilton would have had the same treatment as would have seen the same people as me. Would have dealt dealt with the same big machine as me. The same evil system. There's no reason she should have a different experience. But what she's saying isn't, is not the whole truth, obviously, but is it because she's blocked or there are memories that she doesn't have or she just doesn't really know? You know, and it's like, you know, she's coming out with her book going, we're all survivors. And of, and of what? It's, it's, it's not defined. I could tell her things about her own parents that blow her mind, you know what I mean? And show she doesn't know anything. She doesn't know anything. What you're dealing with in like Homey Hills and, and Bel Air and Beverly Hills and 
that sort of, you know, gentrified LA is what you're dealing with with socialites in that area. Same thing as socialites in New York and, you know, at the Hamptons and, you know, and then down in Palm Beach and the, the whole, you know, the whole kind of you know, quest for luxury and, and all that is you're dealing with um, some very dark realities. Now, I'm not saying that everybody who has achieved wealth has, you know, dabbled in all that because the ones that have been, let's just say the backbone of society, okay, have generational bloodline, you know, you, you know, abuse, you know, satanic ritual abuse, Satanism, witchcraft, okay, for all these generations. And, and you know, it's here. And, um, you know, it can get very evil. You know, for example, in my uh, my mother's house, in her situation, she had, there there were, you know, there were the, like housekeepers there and people taking care of my dad, whatever. I I never lived with him. I was unfit. I was, I grew up in a, in a loony bin. So, um, you know, I, I, uh, was aware that they were doing Santeria because the you know the maids were in the, and the the housekeepers were all all Mexican so that's Santeria, and you'd find like chicken claws and you know black candles everywhere, uh, poisoning of food, being poisoned, being almost dead, all kinds of things, and and you know you know would happen because of you know the, and of course all through deception. Now the reason I knew that is because I'd be invited there. But the, the the reason to poison me would be uh, just because of the Zeph report or just because I've know things that, you know, that, that you know, they don't want, they're, they're worried. And the reason for, you know, all the attacks being put in a coma, being, you know, basically left for dead several times in my youth and then and then sequestered away from society was because they were worried that, that you know, it's kind of like, what if Tom Cruise went to Eyes Wide Shut? And then started blabbing about everything he saw, like the people. Let, let's say they didn't have masks on, and he knew all these kind of movers and shakers that were there. He started going on and on about it. How long do you think he would live? So it's the same thing. So these, you know, very wealthy and powerful. A lot of them are connected in with this thing, and you know, um, and they have been involved in the um, you know human trafficking. Back then, it was like Chinese girls you know, brought over in, you know, these boxes, you know, these freight tankers, you know. And um, then they get run as, you know, and, and then, you know, maybe one of them gets killed, you know. And, and uh, you know, you pay for lots, 200 grand for that one. You know, life is cheap. So they, they have these proclivities, okay, for, for, you know. So if you say anything about Satanism, let's say, or they're involved in that, first of all, of course, bad public relations, Second of all, um, you know, the problem becomes that, uh, you know, uh, there's criminal activity. You see what I mean? So then there are, there's muscle, you know, people that uh, take people out, you know, to, to prevent, you know, any, that one, anything from spilling the beans and implicating any of the rich and powerful. Now, certainly you can understand that. And, of course, it's ubiquitous across the board because you see people that knew stuff about Jeffrey Epstein, knew stuff about Pedophile Island. Of course, they got caught with it. But how many people died knowing things here and there? 
and they were going to expose it, then they never got to. It's the same thing, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. So when children don't get along in it or do not show a proclivity toward becoming a, you know, big-time Satanist, even though they want them, you know, to be there, they, you know, when you're in a situation like that or in a cult like that, it's expected that they would kill their, you know, children. That would be a threat to the, it's not just a threat to the one family that's been prospering under this evil, but it's a threat to the entire system, to the entire society. So they tend to be eliminated, you know, sacrificed uh, as, a, as a means of keeping uh, the, the secret. What's the secret? The secret is um, that they're involved in, you know, in murder, you know, fixing elections, you know, uh, dealing in drugs, uh, dealing in slaves. They're dealing in all that stuff that elites around the world for the, for, from time immemorial have been uh, dealing in. And they don't want the general public to know uh, what, they're, uh, what they're into. We've all laughed about adrenochrome and, you know, Hillary and, you know, all this stuff. But they're all connected. They're all involved in all this stuff. So it's, it's like, you know, you find out about it, you know, early on because, you know, you're abused by it. But then there comes a, a, dis, a time of decision right around the time of puberty where they want you to make a, a decision, a free will decision, whether you're going to be with them. Of course, if you want to be with God... I've always been like a God guy myself. Uh, that would be like, you know, they might kill you just for that. So when they ruin your credibility and they send you to a psychiatrist or they said drop you into a you know, private psychiatric quote unquote uh, facilities, all this is done so that if you ever try to say anything in the future, they can point to that and show that you're crazy. See? so that the truth will never come out. And that's the deal with uh, the whole truth community, trying to get to the bottom of it, trying to talk about, you know, and you see what happened to people like even, I don't know the whole story of like a guy like Isaac Cappy, but he seemed to be exposing pedophilia in Hollywood. And I would say that's a very dangerous thing to be doing. Mike and I know lots of people that just wound up dead just for being good guys, just for having a conscience. You know, and we speculate when we see deaths and, you know, and then we look at people like Heath Ledger and other ones that look like sacrifices. You know, they don't have to sacrifice someone in a ritual somewhere with a bunch of black robes. That's for more of the amateurs. You know, they're into, uh, you know, the plane goes down because there's one guy on it that they didn't like or something. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> That's how it works. And, um, you know, so we little people people that don't identify with that, we, you know, can say so much, but I mean, there's a point where if, you know, if, see, they don't know if you're going to be, you know, you're going to implicate people personally or not. You know, they don't know. So once your credibility is ruined, they're like, well, this person or that person could say anything they want to say, but they have no credibility. You could easily just say, well, they're crazy. And they will go around looking for Christians, truth tellers, prophets, you know, all kinds of people that, that have some kind of gift. And you always see the little minions, you know, people discrediting them, calling them false prophets, calling them false people, trying to, disc to discredit their credibility 
so that if they ever do say something, like, I mean, I've always been accurate, but I've, I've always pulled my punches to the point where I don't name names. I don't, I don't really, I mean, in a general way, I can say, well, this family or that family or this, you know, little things, but I can't go into it, you know, with specificity because it really is a general problem. See, this has been my thing. Instead of like pointing at a guy like Jeffrey Epstein or, or Bill Clinton or, um, you know, or, or even more subtle people like Romney or others, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, accusing people and stuff like that, which is a great way to blow your credibility too. And also a great way to get yourself killed. Uh, instead of that, I prefer to go at it like this. In other words, it's a general system that runs the globe. Okay. The people that are in the, those halls of the, of the elite that are the kind of movers and shakers of it you know, are on um, Satan's side, you know what I mean? And the sacrament to Satan uh, for being in that position is blood, period. It's really, you know, you know, the orgies and all the sex stuff, yeah, well, that's a sacrifice too. If, if, um, you know, know, God got mad at Onan for putting his sperm on the ground, why? Because, Because sperm is life. And if you put it on the ground, you know, you masturbate, it goes on the ground. What happens? That potential life dies. And then people say, well, sodomy is no big deal. But just think about it for a minute. It goes there where this sperm is mixing in with, you know, DNA of a person through the anus. And you just think about that for a minute, you know, putting the sperm there something that would be sacred like that, that represents life into that situation. Now, I'm not judging people that have anal sex and all that. Don't, don't go there. Don't panic. It's, it's, you know, we all have to do our own walk. I, I, where I wound up is just stay away from all of it. <laughs> but that's me, you know? Um, you know, the, the, uh, I, it's just such a precarious thing because we have these animal instincts and no one's denying that. I mean, I've spent you know, a good time, you know, uh, uh, drinking, you know, to, which is, you know, the, the amount I've drank is a sin. And I've drank because I just can't stand it, the world. I mean, I just can't stand it. And I mean, it's not, you know, I'm not blaming the drink for it. I mean, I'm, I'm basically saying I'm weak. I've taken a drink. I'm not taking a drink now, but I mean, I, I was. And, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm, taking a drink and I'm, I'm dropping my guard, then I'm open for things like poisonings and not being discerning and not, not doing my full due diligence, not being very articulate here. But I've said about as much as you could, you know, say, I mean, it, you know, it's useless for me to go down a roster of people and say, well, these are all bad people. They're not bad people. Uh, as, to put it in their words, like the words of my grandfather, Here's, here, here was a guy that people were generally really afraid of. He was basically the mafia don of L.A. for, for a time for, during World War II and then a time afterward in the 50s. He was on the board of some 30 corporations, mainly military-industrial complex. He was uh, close friends with like guys like Eisenhower and stuff like that. So you deal with a real hawkish military, you know, kind of like Area 51 kind of thing. You know what I mean? But you're also dealing with a guy that was dirt poor and he came from a family of artists and, you know, wanted to be an artist until he, you know, the depression hit and he couldn't, didn't have anything. He made a decision to put the brushes away. 
stop trying to be like his, either his great was his great uncle or his great grandfather. I can't tell uh, with uh, with with in his lineage uh, which which artist, but uh, maybe one day we'll figure that out. Uh, and he decided that he was going to go to, to, to work for the, the other thing going right then was the insurance company in downtown San Francisco. And he was going to start in the mailroom and he was going to work his way up and he was just determined to do that. He was not going to be dirt poor. He was not going to have his wife who's, who's, uh, she was a shanty Irish and working and, and gambling, they had gambling joints, which were also, also brothels. And here she is, a little kid, working, you know, in that environment. Okay, I don't need to spell out more for you, but let's just put it this way. Not a good place for a child, okay? Right? So she grew up tough, too. You know, street kid, you know, brothels, you know, gambling. And then he came from, you know, nothing, you know, something, you know, kind of similar to that. But the two of them were in love, and they were like 18 years old. They decided, okay, we are going for money. And uh, that led to this whole fiasco of going, you know, being, you know, going in there and then grooming yourself and making yourself speak like a, like an, you know, like someone who's been to Oxford or something, you know, with great elocution and eloquence. And, and, you know, then, you know, taking leadership positions and charities and cancer drives and then eventually, you know the war effort for World War Two, and 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 you know and getting politicians elected, getting business magnates up, you know, financed, and you know, and then eventually moving to Los Angeles and and insuring the uh, studios and different things like that. You know, very powerful, but very people really feared this guy. Like that, that if you had said his name, you know, in a derogatory way, you know, there are some people that had. And they were scared for their very lives, and I guess some may have wound up dead. I mean, but the reputation of this person was stellar, perfect, socialite, flawless, great man, you know, a giver of charities, you know, would never be involved in anything wrong, would never be involved in, you know, being a you know 33-degree mason or anything like that, but of course that's what he was. And in all those clubs, Bohemian Club, Freemasons, everything to get to the very top. But at the top, there's dirty work, right? So, okay, so what happens? In, and you say, well, they, they have you know, satanic things they do. Yeah, they have satanic things they do that are secret. You know, and, and it has to do with their clubs and their, their associations. So they can go anywhere in the world and there are other clubs that have connections to their club. And they're, you can just say we're covenants to the club, you know? And it's global. So it's a network like it says in, in, in Proverbs 2. It's a collective worldwide. It's everything, everyone, everywhere, all the time. And tentacles involve everybody, our whole society. The only thing that there is that separates us from that is the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, if there's any other answer, I'd love to hear it. Because I have searched, I've been an expert, you know, uh, in uh, in the history of religions, especially in Hinduism, Buddhism, 
all the alternatives, cults, everything. And the blood of nothing. See, the problem was then, like in Buddhism, is even it, meditation cannot separate you from, uh, you know, the, the the problem from the wheel, from the Dharma wheel that everybody is so concerned of that, that creates nothing but suffering through rebirth and suffering, rebirth and suffering. And, uh, you know, the first tenet of Buddhism is very accurate. It's all life is suffering. You have to admire that. You know, the Buddhists figured it out. It's not this wonderful Disneyland here. People in America haven't figured it out. The kids don't know, you know, what's at the, 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 the basis. It's so funny because I'm around horror people, you know, that do lots of effects and monsters and they love blood and Halloween and they love all this stuff. They don't have any clue. If if they knew what was real, maybe they wouldn't even be involved in and 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 have, you know we when we were kids we used to love all that get masks and blood we'd throw blood all everywhere we had you know we go to the magic shop on Hollywood Boulevard and get like flash paper and throw that around and you you know and, and get little wands to do spells and you know it was all kind of a fun and games and that's kind of how it is it, it you know people find out you know, uh, before they become adults, they, they usually signal that they're going to conform to society and be a good guy, you know, be someone that can be relied upon so they can, you know, make a living, you know, they can, they can exist. Uh, you'd have to check with your conscience whether that's right or wrong. I know that Jesus, though, you take the whole world being evil in that way. It's everything, everywhere, everyone, all the time, whether they know it or not is involved in this matrix, involved in this, you know, system and connection. So really what the issue is, is given that we're all connected into it, how do we get disconnected from it? And then the answer, of course, is the blood of Christ. That separates us because it pays for us. The reason we're in that connection, in that evil network, you know, is because of, of you know, ma mankind fell, you know, fell into sin and um, and evil and wickedness, had free will, and with free will chose wickedness, really, in a sense, uh, over uh, repentance, but it goes kind of back and forth. Anyway, fell into this prison trap, and there's only one way out, and that would be, you know, through the Son of God, through Jesus Christ, with this, you know, a drop of that blood, and, you know, it basically pays for your condition. It doesn't matter whether you did anything. You have DNA, right? You have cells, right? You have a body. You were born through a womb in pain. Okay, you're fallen. It proves it. You're born in pain. You know, don't, don't start getting used to the pain. You're born in pain. There's something wrong with that. You know, but it should be an indicator that, hey, wait a second. I, in my youth, I was in pain all the time. Yeah, I got beat up by kids and they threw it down. They did this, they did that. Okay. So, not a picnic. And then you find out that you're going to have to really, you know, accept that um, despite the fact that you want to have a job and all that stuff, there are hierarchies around you. You have to kind of join in order to get things done and you have to kind of do what you're told. Yeah. And so you're yearning to be, you don't want to be part of that because that puts every single person on earth <clears throat> on the dark side. Every man, woman, and child on the dark side to begin with 
on a journey of self-discovery and life discovery to find out what it is they really need to really live, i.e. eternal life. And the first part of that answer is, well, they have to be separated from the um, guilt, shame, um, connection. They have to be separated from the world system in some way and how could they be? Well, they tried meditation with Buddhism that, you know, to, to, to really realize that the whole world is really the void and all these attachments and desires are um, not only unnecessary, but they are the thing that binds us to the wheel, the Dharma wheel that keeps going life after life after life and rebirth and life and more and more suffering, right? The wheel is suffering. So that didn't work. You know, in Hinduism... Basically, you know, you had this revelations of, you know, Atman equals Brahman, but it became something like taking your place in the in the in the body of life. In other words, some people are the head, some are the, the chest, some are the legs, some are the arms, you know, the caste system. Embracing that will bring you deliverance, which of course uh only brings pain. People that are in that system understand that. And so that didn't work. And then in other aspects of Hinduism, say through yogaism and, and, and those aspects, uh, you know, the complete, um, you know, denial of self and, and asceticism can lead to enlightenment, i.e., you know, kind of a divorce or everything. But then the kicker is, but if, if you're enlightened and nobody else is, if there's still suffering in the world, then are you really enlightened? And the answer is, of course, no you're still attached, right? You may even be a cause of other people's suffering at that point. So that doesn't work. And then, you know, you go to, uh, uh, in, in Judaism, they're still waiting for the Messiah. And so there, there's the law, and nobody can really live with the law. And, and, and the law is, you know, turns everybody into a hidden sinner, meaning you cover up your sins, and you try to atone, like right now is a time of atonement, and um, you know for Jews, and it, it's uh, it's 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 just this kind of process of sacrifice, atonement, and you know various rituals to try to somehow get free, but it never really uh, delivers people into separation. You look at Zoroastrianism or Babylonian religion or you know Sumerian religion, Zoroastrianism, same thing. You're you're worshiping a deity. That's a monotheism, uh, Mithraism, same kind of thing. And you blend a little bit of witchcraft in there with that. Uh, you've got uh, you, you know Jainism and in, uh, India, and you've got uh, Islam, which is you know devotion to the prophet equals a kind of enlightenment or a war to be in heaven, i.e. to beat this life, to, to have eternal life by dedication to the prophet. The problem is there's no separation there. Once again, dedication to the prophet is not separation from the system. Right? So you're still attached to the world system uh, that, that has all these different religions and stuff. But we're all really brothers and sisters here. Because religion is not a difference between us. See, we all have the same problem. Is uh, our problem collectively in this earth is you know is basically you know what the Buddha said is desire and attachment. 
the desire and the ego attaches us to the pain and suffering of the world where we remain until we die. I watch people like Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins, a you know, brilliant actor, looks like a very sweet old guy, and he's got this philosophy of life not to get involved in people's hassles and staying clear of dramas and unnecessary you know, evils between people and things like that. I've listened to him quite a bit, actually. And I've listened to other people like, you know, self-help guy, guru Guy Finley, and uh, eh, some of the other ones out there. You know, I always like to listen. I've listened to Marianne Williamson as well. And uh, back when she was in, uh, you know, I think I had a little bit of a crush on her. The very early days, like 1983, before she really got down the road with all her politics and stuff. When she was like, she'd be on cable access. And then um, Dr. Gene Scott would come on right after that. So I was like a twofer. You know what I mean? I just was like in heaven with my little TV box. Uh, just I couldn't stop. I'd, you know, I'd get home from, you know, being out to dinner with, you know, with a nice, uh, with a nice meal beautiful wine and you know a nice like a tiramisu dessert and and some some you know espresso and just perfect night you know what I mean come home to this perfect beautiful house and I'd get up in the bedroom and I had this little tiny tv like it was in a uh you know it's totally put together this house by the 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 ex and it's like they didn't want to see a tv it was just too gauche so it had to be behind this like wardrobe right an antique wardrobe and you had to open the doors to the wardrobe they're supposed to be like you know everything from hanging garments to folded garments you know what i mean and on one of these shelves was the tv so i had to open that to get to the tv and i had to you know an old you know 25 inch sony trinitron right and it's across the room but to me it was, it was like having a big screen you know i i, I was i i just loved it uh any kind of show, anything that had anything to do, even this guy, I remember this guy was a was a vegetable juicer. He just loved juicing vegetables. And it was kind of a religion with him. He was kind of like a hippie religion type of guy, kind of a Eastern, maybe a Taoist or something. You know, Taoism is another a great tradition in, uh, you know, China. And um, it's a very, kind of like Zen in a way. It's very special because it really honors nature and the movements of nature, studying nature to figure out how we should live. It's it's kind of an awesome thing, yeah. But again, but it's fine. It's just it, it's just it's a time waster because ultimately it you you don't get you're not there isn't peace ultimately because things die. You know, there's well you go with the you get your wisdom brings you to an acceptance of you know like paganism. In paganism, you know, there's this acceptance of the wheel of life and death. I remember there there was a horror movie called um, Ah Midsummer or something or other. You might remember it. It starts off with these two old people. You know, they're in Finland or something, and and they're you know it's uh, uh, Midsummer. I think that was called, and they have a festival. And it starts off with these this old couple who's old, you know, and and you know they're they're old. They're going to die. And they jump off this cliff and go splat on the ground. They show the, the gore of the splat. And it shocks the Westerners who are visiting. And they're telling them, you know, there's nothing wrong with being old. But, you know, we believe that past a certain point, why should people suffer? 
So they take their lives and youth, yeah, they euthanize it. They jump together off the cliff. So they'll be together, they think, in their tradition. And the suffering has ended, you know what I mean? So they could barely walk. They're coughing. They're just very sick. And so their, their beautiful swan dive into the uh, rocks uh, was the pinnacle of, of, of life. And everybody celebrates and dances. And, you know, then, then there's other, you know, the idea I think of that one was to show regular ritual of a community, of a pagan community, and to show the horror of the pagan community. You know, I, I thought it was a very brilliant movie, but uh, a lot of people were really turned off by it because it was so uh, disturbing. And I thought, well, but that's what movies are, should be at times. Anyway, so Jesus separates. In fact, many times in the Bible, there, there's talk about separation. I mean, one of the big ones is in Revelation 18, where, you know, come out of her and be separate. See, the Word of God, when it's, when it's the Word of God with the Holy Spirit, I mean, there's nothing like it in any other book. And once you understand that, that it's a, it's a dynamic, living, breathing thing, they go, well, but there's contradictions in this Yahweh and the Old Testament wants sacrifice and the New Testament is live and let live. It seems like a different, you know, father than the one in the Old Testament. And it's like, um, it's not a different father. It's a different people. It's a people that they, they learn things, they change, they develop, they, they get wiser. They, you know, as time goes on, they change. So then it became change. The change was, you've heard it said that eye for an eye is the way. So in other words, giving, you know, uh, uh, credulity to this idea that, uh, you know, there was an eye for an eye of fighting with other tribes and there's, you know, there's, uh, you know, um, you know, stoning people who commit uh, sins, obviously. And then Jesus comes along and says, hey, he who is without sin, you cast the first stone. So that's a complete breaking of tradition in, in, in many different ways. But it's an advancement in the kingdom because the kingdom is born of love, not based on, you know, if it's eye for an eye, then, then basically what ends up happening is it's a forever conflict that will never be resolved. So then it gets taken to the next level by Messiah. Messiah necessary to bring in a time of peace. But also separation. So it says, you know, come out of her, and her is the Babylonian system. We, ha we live under a Babylonian pagan global system, you know, based on, you know, as you could say based on Satanism to an extent, but many people don't acknowledge Satan as being a real entity or God. You know, they're just in the system. So let's just call it the Babylonian system. Come out of her, which is called, you know, the horror of Babylon. Come out of her, you have, you, you know, you who are mine, you who are children of the Most High God, you come out of her. And be separate, that the plagues and the judgments to come on her, meaning the world, will not come to you because you don't deserve it. Some people say that's justification for a rapture of sorts. But first, before there's any, any speculation of a rapture, you need to figure out, well, what does it mean to be separate? Because we are clearly being given an edict by the, the Almighty God 
to his children, if you're a child of the Most High, which I'm assuming that you all are, or you couldn't listen this far, you would have you know, probably taken your, you know, listening device and thrown it into the wall if you got, you know, if, if, if you're against me or if you're, you know, not, you know, if you're the brunt of some of this stuff, you know, I'm not going easy on you. So you might get mad. But the reason I'm not going easy on you is because you've, you've had it easy all these years. You've had fake churches and, you know, fake religion and, you know, fake this and fake that and blown credibility, this, that, every kind of thing. You haven't just had it right down the gullet where it's like, okay, here's the system, here's, it's everything, it's everyone, it's no need to cover anymore. I mean, every one of us on earth has been covering for the beast system. I pull punches on Facebook and I want to get, you know, I'm trying to say hello to people. I just had an article I wanted to post today. I didn't know it was about the Emmys uh, um, being without mask. And, you know, none of those people take jabs at any of that. And um, they're all, be, you know, the elite don't take jabs and they don't wear masks. And they, they, they do their concerts and this and that. But what they don't understand is in their stupid ignorance and most people that are, you know, celebrities are handled and they don't know that much. You know, they don't, really not allowed to reason. You know, it's kind of like being in a little bit of a prison, having all these minders around. But but the point is, is that, you know, their job is to keep people interested in, you know, the culture, you know, celebrity, you know, the comedy act, the movie, the, the, the records, to keep people interested everywhere, you know, the, uh, the commercials, you know, having the the Coca-Cola while being at the rodeo, you know, hey, that romantic idea of a Dodge truck, you know, peeling across the land and, you know, doing the hard work of getting those hay bales for the horses, you know, you know, images that bring back and evoke memories and thoughts of things that never were, that never were for me. So how do I get separate where I don't care about the Dodge? I don't care about that feeling. I don't need to be in the stands and they show the Coke and the, you know, they used to have a commercial at the movie theater before they, they, they shut ours. I don't know if you know this, but we live in a totalitarian, you know, dictatorship in New Mexico, you know, run by, you know, this, this globalist, uh, you know, awful, awful person. But the people here, what's her name? MLG, uh, 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 Michelle Lujan Grisham, she's worshipped, but the 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 left worships her here in New Mexico, even though she is stricter on everything. I mean, she'll be the first to lock everything down. She'll you know move old people together. She did that too, just like everybody else. People got killed. She'll she shut all oh, the oil and gas down. I I told you New Mexico is huge. If you go north of Santa Fe up by Farmington and up toward Durango, wall-to-wall oil and gas, and you go to the south of the state, just uh, north of the Texas border, it's just wall-to-wall, you know, like little apartments and RV parks and everything for the oil workers. Big oil and gas industry quashed. Guns quashed. Everything, you know, everything that they want to do because it's an overthrow. But we can get to that in a minute. Yeah, U.S. has already been overthrown. It's a matter of whether you can 
whether it can be gotten back. I, I don't think so because no one's going to really have the balls to uh, police the uh, the voting. So if that's not going to happen, it's, you know, it's always going to be Democrats win forever. The Democrats are now the Communist Party and the Republicans are basically the Communist Party, uh, for except for a few holdouts who are conservatives. The, listen, in the popular culture of the world, they consider the U.S. Constitution the American flag, and the Declaration of Independence to be completely racist and illegitimate. And if those are the people running the culture war and running the whole thing, then, you know, it's it's a lost cause. It's, it's, then the country is lost, and that's where we are right now. But before we dwell on that, uh, so how do you get separate and, 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 and you know... Um, and fulfill the edict of the Most High God that says, be separate, therefore, so that you are not visited with these plagues. So you're not afflicted, so that I, you know, God will lead us. Despite being all around us, these people, this system, somehow he makes a way where there is no way, but can't do it unless we're separate. So Messiah, Jesus, separates us through the blood and the cross. And this separates us from the world system. Faith in Jesus, i.e., is no faith in world. Faith in world is no faith in Jesus. Jesus versus world, both anathema. You cannot have both. You either have one or the other. And there, it's not that way with anything else. In Buddhism and these other things, you could be have this God or that God or, you know, the Buddhist non-God, you know, atheism and and be in the world and be here and be there. There's no separation. There's supposed to be. the In India, the sannyasin, the world renunciant, renounces the world to be separate. But the, the, the not joke, but the, but the, see, the, the, the problem there is of our own free will, we cannot separate ourselves from the world. We don't have that power. We can only have faith in Jesus who then, you know, then the blood is appropriated to buy our freedom, basically, and separate us from the world system. It's Jesus that separates, not us. Separation is a legal term. It is a legal term. Okay, and it's not something that we can do for ourselves. And uh, and it's it's really that simple. So people they can say they can mock Jesus, they can make all kinds of stories about how he's not relevant anymore. That that's fine. They don't understand Jesus is as much a mechanism as he is a person. I mean, a mechanism by which people can then break free of a world system. You can't break free by having an alternative world system, meaning I'm going to have my own economy over here because everything else has gone to crap. And uh, so we're going to start our own economy and we're not going to have regulators and all this stuff and we're going to build it from scratch. That's still not separate. Well, we're going to be like the Amish. Well, the Amish are supposed to be separate, but still, um, you know, there, there's, a, there's a case to be made that they, they collectively are not separate, though individuals may be. I would say this. In America, 
There are individuals who are separate from the world system, by not by their hand, but by Jesus, by his choosing them and his freeing them through the blood. And then there are others that are looking for collective salvation that are still hooked into the world system who call themselves Christians, but are in fact not Christians. In fact, I would even go so far as an actual Christian who is not separated is not a Christian, but a deluded person. Well, you know if you're separated by the way the world treats you. Aha, how do you know? Well, that's where the persecution comes in, you see, because if you're separated by Christ, you're a child of the Most High God and you are public about it, you know, you are open and free, uh, they will, we talked about witchcraft earlier, the whole system, the whole matrix is based on, formed by witchcraft, by, you know, Pagan witchcraft, but also, you know, other aspects like fallen angel type witchcraft and things like that. All of it comes to bear against any one of those, what I like to call soul survivors, i.e. if Jesus separates you, you become a soul survivor. Jesus is the soul survivor. And um, many people are, are like, you know, the way they are is, well, if he lives, then we die, so get him. Jesus was supposed to be eradicated. Apostles of Jesus were supposed to be eradicated. Followers of Jesus were supposed to be eradicated a long time ago. You ask yourself, well, how come the witches didn't take him out? Because what's in the, 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 the follower of Jesus, what's in that faith, inside that person, is stronger than that which is in the world. So that little being, that child of God, is stronger than all the witches in the world put together doing spells every day and night. Still stronger. Still with the power to thwart them all with a, with a single prayer. Without ritual. Without some fancy making a show of it. That's, half of that is just for show. Makes them feel better to do rituals. But I mean, ultimately, if you have power, you don't need rituals. Your life, or if you like, your life is a ritual. So separation becomes the, the thing that all the religions of the world always search for separation from evil and the separation from suffering. And it, it never happened. Even the church and all it's tried to be established as a physical thing failed to separate, you know, from the world system. We're talking about, you know, the Catholics as well as the Protestants. It seems that the idea of separation is an individual thing and not a collective thing. It's not like a, a church thing. It's an individual thing. You know, many are called and few are chosen. The Lord chooses here and there and, uh, you know, and uh, it's it's kind of like if you're not really chosen, then, you know, you, you could go through the motions of being separate. You could talk like you're separate. You could be a really good guy. You can do everything and really be a, you know, crush all the sin in your life even, but you're still not there. You could also be a guy that's selfish, dining on filet mignons and, you know, laughing at the poor or whatever, total sinner. And, and um, you know, and still, but, but for some reason be chosen by, be in 
in Christ, even though you're not as good a person as that other guy over there. It has nothing to do with merit. It's positional. And really, the people that want the world, they're not going to want separation because they still want to win. They want to say, see, Mom, I'm not a loser, you know what I mean, or whatever with their Academy Award. You know, they, they, there's a motivation for all that. Someone asked today, well, what did you aspire to when you were growing up? And I said, for me, nothing. I mean, I guess I wanted to play drums in a band, but that wasn't really an aspiration. I was already playing drums. So I said, well, I'm not very ambitious. I haven't been. I, the reason is, is because I don't see a life being built here. I see you can do a lot of things, and you, hopefully you can help people here and there, but I don't see that, you know, you can... You can you know, build an empire here. By the time you've done that, you're, you know, gone. Besides that, whatever you build in your own family, you know, if you have families and you built some big company or big something here, you know, all you're going to have is backbiting, jealousy, pain in the ass, and everybody wanting something and, and all kinds of games being played and a lot of grief. Because you, 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 because you're not supposed to master this. God is the master of this. He needs to fight your problem. You, you're not going to be successful. And so that's basically it. As far as like uh, where we started today about the um, some of these celebrities coming out with books about abused during their childhood and not, you know, comp not really being completely honest because we all know the way the world works. I want to add this too. The elites are not the only ones pra fervently practicing abominations, you know, child abuse, child trafficking, all that. It's kind of across the board. So please don't think, you know, that, that it's just the elites. See, a lot of people think that they make a big mistake. It may not be, you know, you, you have your own social circle. You say, well, we're, none of us are doing that. And I say, yeah, they're not do, they're, you're not doing that, but they're watching you. See, the bottom line is that it really is all about souls and quotas. And that's really, it just comes down to a numbers game. And, you know, it's a long way, and you could fall and get back up and repent. And you can fall and get back up and repent. You can fall and do terrible, awful things, things that would get you in prison for life, and you can still repent. As long as you're drawing breath, you can basically repent. Okay? God gives you a, a long time to make lots of mistakes. But in the end, in the end, it's not just God first. It just has to be God and there's nothing else. And then, then part of that has to do with worrying. We don't want to worry because worrying and fear are the opposite of faith. 
So to really be in comfort and peace, the separation's already occurred, then belief and faith brings about confidence, which brings about peace and tranquility and, and a feeling of, uh, you know, when you're in a fe- feeling of peace like that, you can definitely share the gospel or share. People say, well, why are you in peace? Why are you so happy? You know, I'm kind of somebody that, you know, I get into fear, not really fear, just like a bad feeling inside myself. And I keep looking for, you know, it almost feels like I wish I could apologize for something, but I can't think of anything right now. You know, like I'm blaming myself for stuff. And I don't want to have that thought. I'd like to be free of that and just be able to, you know, go through the world and not, uh, you know, not really worry about it. But, you know, death comes and, and so you worry and sickness is all around and so you worry. You're going to take a trip here or there, then you worry. And, you, you know, and I, I don't want to worry. I don't want to be a fool either and wind up, you know, basically dead because of doing something foolish. But, you know, the, 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 the Lord favors those who don't worry. The Lord favors those who are at peace. The Lord favors those who do show forth fruit. And the fruit of the Spirit is confidence in the Lord and a peace that defies understanding, and, uh, you know, no matter what the circumstances are around you, a consistency of faith and spirit and confidence and goodwill toward others that's unshakable. And that's what I'd like to have it be for me. We're working on it. And with that, guys, today it's going to be a short one. We're going to be saying uh, goodbye. Well, not goodbye forever, but just goodbye for uh, this session, and we'll see you next time.